Welcome back to Queen Bees, where we discuss life's issues and share our tips and tricks with you. I'm Tina. And I'm Lisa. And let's get into it. Today, we are going to be talking about white knuckle in it. Like, are you always running around like a chicken with its head cut off or driving like a bat out of hell in life? Then this episode's for you. I drive like a bat out of hell no matter what. Literally and figuratively, I'm just saying. I'm always in a freaking hurry. Literally, I was late on my way over here to come record this episode because I was trying to finish up something from work, trying to make sure dinner was prepped, answering some off-the-wall text messages about some stupid-ass shit, and then I look at the clock and I'm like, frick, I was supposed to leave like two minutes ago. (laughs) It happens. That's life, though. But I always hear people saying how you need to just find balance. And I'm sorry, but I completely agree, disagree with that. You never have balance. You never have complete balance in life. Because life is so unpredictable all the time that you just can't. And that doesn't mean that you can't have structure but not necessarily balance. So, and what I mean by that is depending on which season you are in your life, you have different priorities at different times. So so say you're a new mom. Your main priority right now is taking care of that new baby. Not necessarily the laundry or the dishes or going to get your nails done or hang out with your girlfriends, your priorities shift throughout your seasons of life. And keeping them at safe levels is, I guess, maybe how you find balance, but I wouldn't even really consider that balance because knowing when you have higher priorities for something else you are going to let some of those other things kind of slide, like the dishes and the laundry. And it's okay for those things to slide every now and then to give those other higher priority things the time and energy that are needed from you. I hear what you're saying. I feel like my idea of balance is a little bit different in the sense of like, my thought is that you're balancing the different areas of your life. So there's, you know, your home life, your work life, your life with your friends. And yeah, there's that give and take where, you know, maybe it's end of month and you're crazy busy at work. So you're kind of pulling away a little bit of that home life and a little bit of that friend life because you need to focus a little harder at work right now, but you're still balancing everything out. Not if you're overloading your plate though. And Constantly going, going, going and burning yourself out and crashing and burning. Right. But that's what I mean. Like my idea of balance is a little bit different. I I wouldn't say just because I'm working harder and taking away a little bit from my home life and a little bit from my friend life doesn't mean that I'm not balanced. I'm just shifting my priorities a little bit around on the scale. Okay. I can see that. 
But in that whole thing of balance, eventually you got to tip the scales back the other direction where it can't always be just work, 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 where there's nothing left, no time left for the other areas. You know, eventually you got to shift a little bit to that, that friend plate or shift a little bit to that, you know, home life plate. Or, you know, maybe if your at home life plate is the one that's crazy full and sucking everything out of you, then, you know, that's where you're kind of moving the pieces around a little bit to find that balance. And you also cannot compare yourself to others or social media. Yeah, because social what, media is total bullshit. That was the first thing I was saying. First and foremost, social media is completely fake. All those Instagram and Pinterest pictures of these perfect homes and perfect outfits, perfect hair and perfect nails. It's one fucking picture. Yeah, one, one millisecond of time. And even the people who you see like, oh, they always have all these happy family photos. Well, no shit. Nobody's going to post pictures of like the middle of their argument. You know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. Like they might bitch about it online or something like that or, you know, ask for help outside of that. But generally, at least for me specifically, I never post a bunch of negative stuff. So I'll post like, yeah, we went in on this vacation. So you see all these great fun family photos from vacation. And you might be looking at it like, damn, I'm really jelly belly. I didn't get to go on a vacation this year. Or, oh, she had so much fun with her family. Or what great weather they had. And here I'm stuck in the snow. Or whatever it happens to be. saved up for that vacation. Right. Or what they had to cut out in order to do that vacation. Or pictures of the rainy day where you just wanted to, like, slap your children upside down, left, right, backwards. You know, like, that's not all in there. Or your tickets that you bought that are non-refundable that you didn't get to go use on the vacation. So you found something else to do. Like, you're only seeing the positive side. And especially with certain things like Instagram, where they're taking those ridiculous photos where they look like they're a negative size two and their boobs are a triple F. I know that's made up. It's made up on purpose because so is that fucking picture. And no different than some of these influencers trying to say, oh, well, I get up at 4 a.m. so I can do my workout and have some quiet time before my kids get up. And then I wake my kids up and I get them ready for school and I make them a fresh breakfast every morning. Then I drive them to school. Then I go meet my girlfriends for some coffee and I get all of my errands done. Then I come home and get my entire house spick and span and dinner started so it's fresh on the table when my husband gets home. And then I go pick up my kids from school and I take them to ballet and soccer practice. And then we come home and we all sit together and eat a family meal every single day. <laughs> Barf Aroni, you're a fucking liar. <laughs> Nobody does that shit every motherfucking day. Right. You are nuts if you think that shit's real. And everybody does go through struggles trying to keep it together. But you can also learn a lot from the shit hitting the fan and blasting you right in the face. When things are getting chaotic and the plates just, the peas are falling off and things are, you feel like you're almost drowning because you're just treading water. Those are the times when you really learn those life lessons and never repeat them. Right. And learn to laugh a little bit. You know what? If it's, you know, if it's just a silly mistake or 
Um, you know, it's not really that big of a deal. Just laugh it off. Laugh about it rather than blowing up about it. My perfect example is today, I shit you not, I'm literally doing like seven things at once and I threw some muffins in the oven. Actually, they're supposed to be cupcakes, sorry. Cupcakes in the oven. I set a timer. I went back to work in my office and I told my son who was home, like, hey, let me know when the timer goes off. So apparently the timer went off, but he put his headset on while he was gaming. So he didn't hear the timer. And where I am in my office, I can't hear the timer. So two hours goes by and all of a sudden I'm like, what does that smell? Are the kids cooking something? It smells like something's burning. I better go figure out what the hell's going on. So I stop what I'm doing for work and I come upstairs and sure as shit, like these muffins are just, I mean, cupcakes are just blacker than black and they're supposed to be red velvet cupcakes. And not only are they blacker than black, but I take them out of the oven and they are harder than a rock. And I couldn't help but just bust out laughing because literally it's like, I was down down in my office working and I've got, you know, my cell phone going off and I've got my work emails going and I'm trying to do these stupid muffins and I got all this other shit going on and it's just like, fuck it, whatever. I'm sorry, but this shit's funny at this time. Like, that I is, just, I gotta laugh it funny. off. Like, it's not a big deal. I'd probably be more upset if I really needed them for something, but it's my own fault. I was trying to do way too much shit at one time. Didn't have any business doing that, but... We do it to ourselves all the time, every day, over and over and over. <laughs> Sometimes you don't always learn lessons, but we do have a tendency to overload our plates as people, wives, mothers. You're trying to cram in so much to get it all done and be that perfect person, but that perfect person doesn't really exist. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't strive for greatness. But knowing, knowing when to say no also is a great tool. So like, no, I can't go out tonight. No, I can't go shopping. No, I can't meet you for coffee. Because your time is not everyone else's time. And not only that, it's okay <laughs> to tell your kids that they can't be in a sport or, or join another club if... That's going to put just way too much of a ridiculous time strain. I mean, I'm not saying tell your kids no to everything because you need all this time to yourself. But if your kid's already in three sports throughout the year, maybe that fourth one isn't something that they need to sign up for. And I know some people are crazy into their sports and they love all that. And that's great. If, if that's the side of the scale you want to put all of your rocks on or however you want to say it. That's fantastic. But I personally am the kind of mom who I tell my kids they can sign up for one or two sports a year or um, hobbies, I guess you could also say, like my daughter does Girl Scouts and gymnastics. So I am more than willing to get her to, do, to those two things on a regular basis. But any more than that, it just becomes too much because I have a son too who also wants to be in things. And then at what point do I say, well, now I have to decide which kid I can take to what sport because I can only get them to so many places at one time. I'm one person. Right. And then you've also got to throw in your regular nine to five job. We're launching the podcast, then running your kids around for their after school activities and then I and also personally do the foster rescue. So, I mean, that's a big amount of time. 
And then we still got to squeeze in there date nights with our husbands and house cleaning, errands, grocery shopping, and all other mumbo jumbo that just gets thrown in there and seems like it's this huge pile of laundry that's not getting anywhere. But that is okay because you don't need to impress anyone. And saying no and making your time valuable to you is not selfish. We all need sleep, we need food, we need water, and we need stable mental health. So if saying no helps you stay or get to your comfortable place, then go with that and do use no, just no. I have to learn to do that a little better because sometimes I do reach a point where it's just like, I really wish I would have said no because this is just going to be an insane day where you have like all this stuff going on and run here and run there. And what really kills me is when your stuff is all over Timbuktu. Like it's one thing if you have like five errands to run in town and they're all close to each other. Totally different fucking thing when you have one in this town, one in that town, something else in another town. Then don't forget that random person who texts you and asks you if you can drop some shit off at their house that they left there two weeks ago or something. You know what I mean? Like. That just adds to it. Then the errands turn into an eight-hour job. Yeah. And it just becomes more stressful than just getting something done. When I was younger, I would run myself ragged and then just crash and burn. Mentally, physically, and emotionally. I'd be eating unhealthy, sleeping for crap, not shitting for crap. Pun intended. Crying, yelling. And then self-isolating. And that's not healthy at all. And I was never in a constant state of balance. I was either giving too much to this side and not enough to the other side. And then I'd try to like even it out. But then I'd end up giving too much to the other side and not enough to the other side. And a lot of that more came of the balance, as you so call it, with age and realizing that it is okay to say no and that I don't need to impress anybody at all, not even my kids. I don't have to show them that I'm superwoman because they already think it. (laughs) And sometimes you just don't have enough time for all that stuff. So find some ways to help yourself out. If you're going to be out running around doing a bunch of errands or running the kids for after school activities, it's okay to pick up some food to bring home because you're not going to have enough time to cook a home cooked meal. It's not the end of the world to stop for some fast food or a bucket of fried chicken, or whatever else. Don't cut yourself down because you ate an unhealthy meal one time. Right. That, uh, just like anything else, that comes with balance, too. It's okay, like, if you have a cheat day or a cheat evening or whatever, if, you know, everything's all crazy and you just pick up a a simple, easy-to-go meal for a night, It doesn't mean like you ruined your whole diet or you're being unhealthy. It's okay to have that stuff once in a while, as long as you're still having well-balanced meals on a normal basis. Right. And then 
I'm not going to lie. Sometimes we leave the dirty dishes after dinner and we all just snuggle up and watch a movie and spend quality time together. Oh, yeah, for sure. Sometimes I run out of time to completely finish the laundry. So I'll wash and dry it, but then I'll throw it into baskets till I have time to fold it. Same goes for those delicious home-cooked meals. Sometimes I don't get out of work till after 5 o'clock, and then I still have to do some running around in town. And I'm not going to be home till 6, 6.30. Well, by the time I get home and then actually cook something, no one wants to eat at 7.30. Everybody's already starving by the time I even came in the door. So I might as well just pick something up and save myself the headache and frustration. Right. And time. So as long as everyone's clothed, has a roof over their head, and food in their bellies, wear that crown proudly. But there's also nothing wrong with taking chances. I am a planner now that I'm more in my wiser season. I was a huge jumper when I was younger. Headfirst, diving. Learned lots running through fire. But I also don't let the past hold me back. I just prefer to have a clear and good understanding of what I'm getting into before I get into it. I am still quite a bit of a planner. I've always been a planner. Sometimes annoyingly a planner. So I feel like sometimes I could jump into things a little bit more, but as a whole, I feel like the planning route just, I don't know, I guess for me personally, it's its my OCD or whatever you want to say, but the planning route is generally the best way to go. Yeah, because you wouldn't crawl into bed with the clown from it if you knew that's who was showing up. Ooh, no. But go for that promotion. Launch that business. Be the Girl Scout leader. Join a volunteer service. You can do things that are passionate, that you are passionate about, and succeed at them without letting your personal life fall into the gutter. It's just finding the right balance. Not letting all the peas fall off the plate. Not running around like a chicken with your head cut off trying to do the volunteer work or being the Girl Scout leader or running a side business and a nine-to-five job and being the Girl Scout leader and being the soccer mom and still having date night. Like, you can't do it all at once. Right. And I feel like that comes back to where I was saying, you know, you kind of have to shift the pieces around, you know, maybe your three things aren't necessarily work, home life and friends. Um, you know, maybe it's, it's work, volunteer, family, and, you know, something else, you know, whatever it might be, even if it is your friends, or it's, you know, being that Girl Scout leader, and that that's another category for you. And it's just figuring out how to shuffle those pieces back and forth. So yeah, this week you might be super busy with volunteering. So then keep in mind next week, maybe pull back a little from volunteering and spend a little extra time with the family or, you know, put in that overtime at work when it's it's that crucial time of the month to get everything done and understand that maybe that's not the best week to commit to something on your volunteering field, you right. know? So that's where part of the planning 
is why I like the planning part, knowing what you have coming up so that you can prepare yourself. And the learning to say no, because that's a big part of it. And I'm telling you, that is my biggest struggle. Yes. You need to say no more often. It feels great. (laughs) And have a great support system too. Asking for help when needed is a great tool to use. You can ask your significant other, siblings, parents, friends, neighbors, your kids. And it does not make you weak if you ask for help. Actually, I think you'll be pleasantly surprised how much people are willing to help when you just ask nicely. Like when I broke my foot, I didn't, and I'm going to be honest, I did not ask for any help. But one of my neighbors actually messaged me and was like, hey, I made you this meal. Like, I'd love to stop over and drop it, drop it off. And I actually offered, I was like, well, I could come over and pick it up if you'd like. And she's like, how are you going to carry it when you can't walk? And I was like, good point. (laughs) But that's a perfect example of where like, I was like, oh, yeah, sure. That's so amazing of you here. But instead of me just asking for the help or taking the help that she was offering and being like, yeah, oh, yeah, of course, just drop it off. Here, I'm trying to like do it all myself and I didn't need to. You know, she went out of her way to make me this nice meal and I should just accept it and appreciate it. And damn, that fucking lasagna was good. Well, we're going to take a short break here for our sponsor and we will be right back. Have you heard about Anchor? It's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It is completely free. They have creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so that it can be heard on Spotify, Apple, and many more. You can also make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It is everything you need right at your fingertips and all in one place. All you have to do is download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. And we're back. The last thing I would say is if you have the means to hire help, then to to accomplish everything that you want to do, then by all means do so. More power to you, sis. If you could hire a cleaning person that comes in once a week to help out with a deeper cleaning and the laundry, or you can hire a sitter or nanny for the kids if you can't be there when they get off the bus or during the day if they are not in school. You can hire lawn care professionals to come out and take care of your lawn once a week. Maybe you can't hire someone or anyone right now because you're not in that financial standing, and that's okay too. I don't have any of those people. I sure wish I did, especially the maid. Totally agree. You do what you can do no matter what season you are in in your life. And don't forget about all those support systems too. Like tonight, for instance, I don't cook dinner on the nights that Lisa and I record. My husband will cook dinner for him and the kids, and he'll set a plate aside for me for when I'm all done. The kids then clean up everything from dinner. They pack up all of our lunches for the following day of the leftovers, things like that, where you have a support system that 
helps you out and can pick up where you can't. And a couple of years ago, I, so I used to do a lot of things on my own, majority of things, like all the kids laundry, our laundry, like the whole house is laundry, um, make dinner, do the dishes, all that kind of stuff. And it finally got to a point of like, I just can't go, go, go all the time. I have no time for myself. I have no hobbies because I have no time for that shit. Um, so we started a rule at my house several years ago where if I make dinner, my husband actually does the dishes. Now we do have a dishwasher. So the dinner plates and silverware, smaller items do go in the dishwasher, but the pots and the pans. Um, and I do kind of clean up as I go in the sense of like, if I'm just using a spoon or something, I will try to rinse it and put in the dishwasher right away. So it's not a crazy amount of dishes and we don't let them pile up all day or anything. But our rule is if I make dinner, he does the dishes after dinner. And I just feel like that is so nice. Um, partially, uh, when we first started doing it, a lot of times I would get the kids ready to go for a bath, but then I could at least sit, you know, sit down for a few minutes. Even if while he was doing the dishes, I would just sit down and just chill for just 15 minutes before I had to get the kids in the bath or get onto the next topic or thing that we needed to get taken care of. So that's one that we still do to this day even though the kids are older and I just tell them get their asses in the shower. Um, but I still really like that once I'm done cooking dinner, I essentially make that like my, that's my mark of where I'm kind of done with stuff for the day. I'll sit there and fold laundry or simple things, but I won't start after dinner. If he's doing the dishes and whatnot, then I don't start other crazy cleaning tasks or projects or anything like that. Like all the homework is done. So I feel like we've kind of like over time found our, method to the madness sort Schedule. of thing. Yeah. When it's time to wind down and start refreshing and recuperating from each day. And I will say vice versa. If he makes dinner, I will do the dishes, but that's like once every six months and pizza. I, I don't care how you slice it. Pun intended. Uh, pizza does not count as him cooking dinner. So I don't even <laughs> watch the pizza pan. Like, Nope, screw you. That does not count. Uh, that's my exception to the rule because nine times out of 10, if I tell him he has to fend for him and the kids, that's what he does is a pizza or two for them. That's because it's super easy. I know. And I don't blame him. At least he fed them. That's all that matters. Some other things that I currently do to help myself out and save on time is I order my groceries and I have them delivered. They get delivered like shortly after the kids get home from school on a whatever day, the kids put all the groceries away. So I don't even have to drive to the store. I don't have to pick anything out. I don't spend any extra money browsing at all the other nonsense on the shelves. And I'm done with all my grocery shopping every single week in a matter of clicks. I do Amazon subscribe and save for certain items that I know that we need every single month. Um, and then I do have my regular order that I do with Walmart. I go, I do go pick it up. Um, but I didn't even know that was a thing until I broke my foot and I physically could not grocery shop because I couldn't walk. I couldn't walk at all on my foot for over three months. And even on a knee scooter, it's really hard to drive your knee scooter and push a grocery cart or God forbid you have to be on your crutches and push a grocery cart. Like that's a nightmare. And I tried it twice after I broke my foot until someone pointed out like why the hell didn't you just order online and pick it up um 
So the one time I got one of those like motorized scooters and I was like going around the store, you know, like the mm -hmm. little old people use, uh, that was horrible because it goes like negative two miles an hour and I was in a really big hurry. And then it's really not that helpful because like I needed milk and cat litter or something like that, where it's like still a super hard, heavy, awkward item to yeah, go that's get. Yeah, going to fit in that little basket that's on that motorized scooter. Right. And then trying to get the freaking motorized scooter close enough to the milk thing and then the door has to swing open and I got myself stuck. So then I had to figure out how to go in reverse. <laughs> oh, my God. Horrible nightmare. Um, and then another time my husband came because I told him how bad it went. He actually came grocery shopping with me. And I feel like it was actually worse because then he just puts all the shit in the cart. And I was like, what are you getting this for? I don't know. I want to try it. Like, no, I, I have like a budget for how much money we're coming here to spend. Like, I'm not buying these weird ass fucking Oreos that you picked out or six boxes of cereal because you guys couldn't decide. Like, you do not need all of this. And then, I don't know, four bags of chips that I've never even heard of. It's asinine. So now I, I really, really like the the online shopping. For the groceries, you just pick out what you need and then they load it all up in your car for you. And I feel like that does save a lot of time. Yes. I also, uh, I do the curbside pickup for all of our pet care supplies. So I order everything through tractor supply once a week. And then I just go, I call them, they load up my dog food, the chicken food, the pellets, everything that we need. And then I bring it home and my husband and kids unload it. And that part of the unloading is mainly because I'm not supposed to be lifting over 50 pounds due to a back injury. And then my, ch my children and husband help me out around the house. doing. They do their own laundry. I mean, we all wash our laundry together, but their laundry then gets thrown in their own individual baskets. And they have to fold and put away their own laundry. Um, they fold the entire sock bin. I don't fold the socks at all. They each have designated chores every day to help keep up with just the daily house maintenance. And I strongly believe that having your kids help out with the general household chores is super beneficial to both you and them. It doesn't make you a mean, bad mom if you make your kid help with a few chores around the house. Honestly, my personal opinion of it is, yeah, as a kid, it's not that great. It's not that cool. It's not that fun. But as an adult, when you move out or even as a teenager or whatever, you move out and you're living in your first place on your own. And all of a sudden you go, I don't know how to start the washing machine or fold my own clothes or... I don't know how to go to a grocery store and buy food or how do I get toothpaste. You kind of look like a fucking retard. So allow your kids to help a little bit once in a while because honestly, it's benefiting them in the long run. It really is. I mean, even just simple, simple shit. I mean, have them do the silverware out of the dishwasher or even if you just wash dishes by hand, let them put the silverware away when they're really little. As far as I'm their own toys. Yeah, as far as I'm concerned, it's it's matching objects. That that's literally what putting silverware away is. I mean, unless you just throw it all in a drawer, which is fine too, but I mean anything. Have them have them just do the plastic just their plastic cups or their plastic plates or just bringing their laundry down or over or up to the washing machine shows them that there's some task involved, some work involved in that the laundry is not magically doing itself. 
I think it's a general life skill that all children should know. Any kind of basic cleaning, whether it's they spilt some milk or juice on the table and let them wipe it up. Yeah. Show them that not, you don't just throw some paper and I mean, literally paper on it because I have seen my children try to do that. No, you get a rag or if you prefer paper towel, wipe it up with the paper towel, but then still get a cleaning product, spray it and wipe it again. So there's not this weird sticky spot left. Yes. So that they know for the future what is actually involved in that because there's nothing more disgusting. And maybe I'm just thinking of this because my son is the oldest, but there's nothing more that disgusting than a young man living on his own, living in complete and total filth, and then trying to bring his girlfriend over and she's going to go, what the fuck? And run out the door. Yeah. Nobody wants to live with a pig like that. Uh Uh-uh. I sure wouldn't. And then with my oldest being able to drive, she helps out with some of the driving tasks. And since they don't have school on Wednesdays, um, if I need to take one of the dogs or cats to the vet, I'll try to schedule it on a Wednesday when she's home from school so that she can take them to the vet for me. Or if I've got, like, we cleaned out the closets and have a bunch of stuff to drop off at Goodwill, she'll run that stuff over to Goodwill after school one day. Or if I need her to just grab one or two items while she's in town after school so that I don't have to run after work and then be home an hour later than normal, I would ask her to do something like that to help out with some of those other smaller tasks that end up turning into quite a bit of time. And like I said, my husband makes dinner if I work late or on the nights that we're recording. And usually on the nights that we're recording, I prep something so then I can just, because I'm usually at my sister's house. She comes to my house once in a while to do this, but more so we do it at her house. So I'll prep something and like perfect example, I'll just text my kids like, hey, turn the oven on to this temperature and put it in. Or if it's something that needs to cook for a longer period of time, I'll put it in when I leave and I just tell them to check it. Right, which is also another great skill of learning how to cook so that they can eat instead of just running to fast food places or buying those frozen meals all the time. Because that kind of stuff is not healthy to be eating every single day for every single meal. And I'm not saying we need to start teaching them how to cook at like four or five years old. I mean, hey, you want to help them, let them help you mix some brownies or something. Great. But like, again, my kids are older. I mean, Hunter's 11. Avery's about to be nine. I wouldn't have them full-blown cooking if I wasn't home. Um, But I have everything prepped. So literally, they're just usually like putting it in the oven or turning the oven on and turning the oven off. And they do know how to pull stuff out of the oven safely. Specifically, my son does. My daughter doesn't yet. Um, But even at some of the little bit of younger ages, we started with like microwave cooking or the toaster. So like we started with showing them how to cook an egg in the microwave because there's several different ways that you can cook an egg in the microwave and my son was really into eggs for breakfast so we showed him how to do that and how to toast his toast in the toaster so that he could start start there then you can progress to like showing them how to fry an egg on the stove or just 
simply boiling noodles for mac and cheese or even a grilled cheese is something really simple to make. You could even make a poor man's grilled cheese with the microwave and a toaster. And I have told them if I'm not home not to use the toaster, but we also go over all the do's and the don'ts before I even let them start using it. Like nothing metal ever goes in the microwave and you never stick a utensil in the toaster and da 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 da. Right, just start with those small little baby steps, especially if they are interested, no matter what sex they are either, because great chefs can come in all shapes, sizes, and sexes. You don't have to be a certain color, shape, or sex to cook some delicious ass food. And then I will have my mother-in-law help out by running the kids to the doctor for checkups so that my husband and I don't have to take off from work. So just utilize your resources to maximize your potential. And I know that most of us daydream about how great life would be if it were like a movie or Pinterest or Instagram, but that's not real life. Real life is messy, crazy, and unpredictable. That is what makes it fun and memorable. No one wants to be lying on their deathbed saying, I wish I had done this or that. So for this week's challenge, we want you to take a look at your plate or scale and decide which portions are going to get most of your attention and be okay with the rest just getting the bare minimum because the laundry and dishes can wait. If you found this episode helpful in any way, shape, or form, be sure to share it with a friend, like, rate, subscribe. New episodes drop every Friday. And we would love to hear your thoughts and suggestions on it. Drop us an email at queenbeespodcast at gmail.com. Have a great week, guys.